Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 303. Shout out to 303, the band. Uh, Not a vegetarian, but you know the deal. Going to be a fun little episode here, a little post-Super Bowl, post-Underground Sports Philadelphia anniversary pod. A lot to get into on the news front of things like we always do. Fun discussions and a little bit of a trip down memory lane from the year that was as well. Because uh, when myself and, and intern Harry the K were, were making our year in review video that's up on our social media right now. Kid you not, I've watched it dozens of times and uh, it, it pulls at the heartstrings a little bit. You know, you, you see something that you're building and the things that you're accomplishing and it's a pretty wild thing to experience. So... First off, right off the bat, before we get into our sponsors, big shout out to our listeners, our followers, our supporters, our sponsors, uh, you know, our, our partners and everything, and just everybody who's who's backed myself and, and my squad and this team that we've assembled here um, at Underground Sports Philadelphia and allowing us to have the, the franchises under our name that we have from the Outside the Box podcast to Streamer Season to the Fourth and Goal Boys who we brought in to the get in the hole podcast. Um, you know, there, there's not enough thanks that can be put out. And then obviously our, our social content as well with like bet underground and some new things coming along and, and Richie coming on board this summer and, uh, taking the, the content thing by the horns, starting his own Instagram show. Um, I'm thankful for each and every one of the humans that, that works for this company and helps us, you know, we're trying to make this our, our career. So the support goes a, a long, long way. And we are beyond thankful for every lick of support we get. So thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts. I speak for everybody here at underground sports from myself to Matt, Dom, Dylan, Alex, you know, everybody, Richie, uh, my sister, who is the manager of the talent. Um, to Kev, who's our editor-in-chief, Pat Pitts and the 4th and Goal boys, like I said. Um, Steve, who's been a streaming monster. We we thank you guys for all the support over this past year. And if you joined from the beginning to even just yesterday, we thank you because uh, the support goes a long, long way. And it allows us to get sponsors like these incredible companies who support us and back us. And all of them backed us. Um throughout this crazy year and who knows what would have happened without them but they've they've allowed us to upgrade our studio in bigger ways than one so big thank you to Maine Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland our local sponsors mean the world to us 
Um, they've been with us since the jump and allowed us to really do a lot of the things we do here. So big thank you to all of our local sponsors. And of course, our, uh, our three sponsors that came on board just this year. Uh, almost a year in with our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Quality product. I wear the Blue Light Plus glasses all the time. Really helps with the strain on your eyes. You only get one set of eyes. You got to take care of them. And that's where Tomahawk Shades comes in. They got the Blue Light Plus glasses. They've got the sunglasses that are just like those big name brands, but for a fraction of the price. They're rolling out these small batch collective uh, runs of limited time merch. They've got watches, a whole bunch of stuff on their website that really ups, you know, the way you look. It's a feel good, look good, you know, all that good stuff. Look good, feel good, play good, work good, function good. Tomahawk Shades got you covered. Fill up your cart at TomahawkShades.com. Get like 27 pairs of those bad boys in there. When you go to check out, enter the promo code USP to get 25% off your order. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com. And right now, free domestic shipping on all orders at TomahawkShades.com. Promo code USP for 25% off your order. Tomahawk Shades, affordable product quality product it's tomahawk shades baby that's that's gravy affordable lifestyle sunglasses tomahawkshades.com big shout out as well to a sponsor who came on board during year three and fyi fellas five days away from valentine's day so make sure you're ready for wherever the night may take you our friends at Manscaped, the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Two million men are already trusting Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. Your girl can't think of what to get you this year. Tell her to get the gift that's for you and for her. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. See, same theme here. Look good, feel good, play good. Look good, smell good, feel good. The Perfect Package 3.0, led by their revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technology and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's also waterproof, which prevents a mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink, especially when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow. And let's be real, we've smelled the worst down there before, and that's why I'm thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep our boys from sweating, smelling, and sticking. That's like anti-look good, feel good, play good. And these products, they smell good. Their main, uh, their main scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The Perfect Package 3.0 will also come with a pair of Manscaped Boxers, That'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Easily the comfiest boxers I've ever had. I have them on right now. Unbelievable comfort from the anti-chafing boxer briefs from Manscaped. Complete your grooming game with the new refined signature cologne. The refined cologne, it's the signature scent by Manscaped. With the same scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. This is the perfect package for your perfect package, so get 20% off and free shipping 
with our code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. 20% off free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code USP. Happy Valentine's Day from the underground and from Manscaped. And guys, our latest sponsor, the good friends in the backyard, Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Stateside Vodka is the fastest growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. They're headquartered in Old Kensington, Philadelphia. Currently closed due to COVID, but best believe when this whole thing is over and done with, we will be out at Stateside Vodka because they have a full bar. They got restaurants and they offer distillery tours weekly. Speaking of weekly, every day of the week, that's how many times they distill their vodka. It's seven times distilled, certified gluten-free, and it's blended with electrolytes, making it the first vodka on the market with a mineral composition that's on the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that sports drink that starts with a G. It's the first actively hydrating vodka on the market as well, and it's won awards for best package in the world. Head over to statesidevodka.com right now to purchase your vodka. You get 10% off with our promo code USP on the one liter vodka bottles. That's statesidevodka.com. Promo code USP for 10% off the one liter vodka bottles. Must be 21 or older to order. And as always, guys, please drink responsibly. All right, let's get into it. Super Bowl happened. It is come and gone. Football season is over. Um... It's been a long one, to say the least, Uh, but the Buccaneers end up winning. Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl. Pretty wild that uh, nobody can beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl except for Nick Foles and Eli Manning. Uh, Most recently, obviously, Nick Foles. Says a lot. Says a lot (laughs) about Tom Brady losing to uh, your your average next-door neighbor. Um, I mean, Todd Bowles. Pride of Temple, Bruce Arians, Temple guy, uh, a lot of Temple guys on that staff with the Philly connection, and then I think my big, uh, my the big takeaway from this Super Bowl for Eagles fans should be, I know he didn't play a snap, but back-to-back Super Bowl champ for Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy is a two-time Super Bowl champion, put up all of his career stats for the most part with the Eagles and a little bit with the Buffalo Bills, but... It's tough to not bring up the debate of, you know, if Shady hangs it up this year, which he's talked about, if he if he went out and they won the Super Bowl, the Bucks, um, he he might retire. So this could be, you know, Shady Swan Song going out a two-time Super Bowl champion, sadly not with the Eagles, um, because it would have been cool for him to get a, a ring with the Eagles with everything that he did for the organization team's all-time leading rusher in franchise history. But here's a list of running backs with 15K all-purpose yards and multiple Super Bowls. Emmitt Smith and LaShawn McCoy. Shout out Pat Pitts for feeding me that uh, that stat uh, from at Celtics underscore rise on Twitter. Um, we're not Celtics fans. We don't condone Celtics fans here, but good stat there, pal. Um, 15K all-purpose yards and two and multiple Super Bowls. Emmett Smith and Shady McCoy. Which brings me to the question, is LaShawn McCoy a Hall of Famer? 
there's there's reasonable like discourse and belief that like he has the numbers, he has the championships, which for whatever reason a lot of people put so much stock into the championships thing being like a, a make or break for the Hall of Fame. I don't think it necessarily should be. Like I'm a guy who thinks, you know, Phil Rivers should be in the Hall of Fame. Um I think Dan Marino is a Hall of Famer. Like there there's a lot of things to look at here like he's a six-time pro bowler two-time all pro two-time super bowl champ uh he was part of the all 2010s team like shady did a lot in his career that warrants the discussion of him being in in the hall of fame like with the eagles he had let's see 2010 1k rushing yards 2011 1k or 13k 13k 1.3k uh 2013 his most ever 1607 rushing yards uh 1300 in 2014 dipped down to 895 his first year in buffalo then uh two straight years in buffalo 1267 1138 then 514 his final year in buffalo 465 with the chiefs um and then just this year only 31 yards with the bucks but I mean, overall, 11,000 rushing yards and damn near 4,000 receiving yards. If I'm reading, yeah, 4, 000, like just shy of 4,000, 3,898 receiving yards. Um, yards from scrimmage, though, exactly 15,000. It's pretty wild. <laughs> if he If he ends his career with exactly 15K, that's pretty awesome for everybody who's OCD about that kind of stuff. I mean, he had a two thousand over two thousand yards from scrimmage in twenty thirteen, the first year of, of Chip Kelly. Um, you know, he's got the accolades and the 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 championships now to warrant the discussion of being in the Hall of Fame. He averaged four point five yards per attempt, seventy three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, as weird as a guy, as shady, you know, has been perceived over the years, you know, not the greatest, you know, there's a lot of off the field stuff from, you know, not tipping people and spoiling Avengers and <laughs> the, the, the weird party, uh, you know, that he was trying to throw a couple years back. But I, I think LaShawn McCoy warrants being in the Hall of Fame. I think there is a, a, a true testament to what he did in his NFL career and sure he didn't take a snap in either of the Super Bowls I'm pretty sure he did not take a snap in that Kansas City Super Bowl um yeah he didn't play he was healthy scratch but um I think there is true merit to him being a Hall of Famer and I'm curious what you guys think so I'm definitely going to ask you guys to leave that as a five-star podcast review or tweet at us at underground phi or tweet at me at kbizzl311 on twitter or dm us on instagram at underground phi do you think LaShawn mccoy's a hall of famer i i think there is reasonable debate and reasonable like statistics in front of you to say LaShawn mccoy when it's all said and done what whenever that may be shady's gonna be a hall of famer so congrats to shady 
Um, he got his rings back to back, went went like Drake, and uh, you know put up career numbers with the Eagles. I think he's a Hall of Famer. So I'm curious what everybody else thinks because I don't think that's being talked about enough because. For obvious reasons, Shady hasn't been like truly relevant over the past couple of years. I'd say the last three years, like he's fallen off significantly. Um, but I mean, I, I think LaShawn McCoy truly warrants that discussion. So we'll see when the time comes if uh, he gets the call to the hall. And I, I think that's a pretty damn good accomplishment for LaShawn McCoy if he does get in because he had a hell of a career when he was in his prime and. Caps it off with back-to-back championships. So, congrats to Shady. So, the last, since the last time we had a show, which was uh, Wednesday, Sixers ended up beating the Hornets, which was, you know, it, it seems like we always have the Hornets number. Uh, they beat them 118 to 111. And then uh, Thursday, quick turnaround. Uh, weird loss at home to the Portland Trailblazers, 121 to 105. Trailblazers didn't have like any of their players. Uh, these are the guys that played for the Trailblazers: Robert Covington, Carmelo Anthony, Enos Cantor, Gary Trent Jr., who's very good, uh, Rodney Hood, C.J. Ellaby, Afrony Simons, Harry Giles, and uh, Kelgin Blevins. That's who the Sixers lost to. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty wild. Um, Dame didn't play. C.J. McCollum didn't play. Uh, they had a number of other guys out with injury. Um, but we should have seen this coming <laughs> after being able to uh, beat the Pacers last week the way we did. Um, the the basketball gods had to get us back, and Sixers end up losing 121-105 to in a game where Embiid plays 34 minutes. That's probably the only issue I had with this game. Um was Joel Embiid played 34 minutes, Tobias played 33. Um, it was just not a a game where you needed to have those guys in. You know, it was it was kind of it was close after it was tied at halftime, and then the third quarter, the Sixers absolutely got blitzed. They they got outscored 40 to 19. Um, ben Simmons didn't play in this game, and his defensive presence was definitely you know, made aware that they need him on defense and he creates so much open space for a lot of guys to make shots. Seth Curry has not been great since he came back from COVID and I'm not blaming him for struggling. It's, it's just a bummer. Um, and he left, uh, I think it was the Brooklyn game, not feeling great. So hopefully Seth is, is okay. And, uh, isn't dealing with too much of the after effects of COVID, but, I mean, to play Embiid 34 minutes in a game that got out of hand in the third quarter really quickly, um, sure, he put up 37 points, he looked great, and it wasn't his fault that they lost this game. You know, Tobias Harris only having 12 points is is tough. Danny Green only having three points in 27 minutes is tough. Um, Dwight Howard only having two points off the bench is tough. You know, you expect a little bit more from Dwight. Um, Seth put up zero. And it was it was just one of those you kind of just chalk up the loss and you move on and that's what the Sixers did. They played a Brooklyn team that didn't have Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving took one of his uh, trademark nights off. James Harden played, 
So they had to play against James Harden. They played against Landry Shamit. But the Sixers ended up winning 124 to 108. Tobias Harris bounced back 21 and 12. Joel Embiid, 33 points in 31 minutes. Ben Simmons was back, had 16, 12, and 8. That's a, that's a, see, like, with Ben Simmons, I, I enjoy that stat line because it shows he contributed everywhere. And sure, it's not a 20-point game, but it's better than, you know, those typical 9, 10, 11-point games that we see from Ben Simmons. If, if he can give me that being the floor, like 16 points a night and then, the ceiling being like 25-30 when he's on-on, like, let's do it. Let's ride. Like, th- that. this game alone, sure, KD and Kyrie were not in the game, and we didn't We didn't get an opportunity to kind of get that finals preview, that or, you know, the Eastern Conference finals preview that everybody talks about. But um, good game from Ben Simmons. Danny Green had 11. Um... Seth had 11 in this one. Shake Milton and Ferk looked good. 15 and 13 respectively from those guys. And Embiid just continued to dominate. This was this was the kind of bounce back game you needed. You're beating an Eastern Conference. That's why the Portland loss doesn't bother me as much either. It's a Western Conference opponent. But you beat the Nets. Um, so you get a game in hand against them as well. Sixers still in first place in the East, which is great. Uh, they're 17 and seven, 11 and two at home, six and five on the road. Uh, they're eight and two in their last 10, which is the best record in your last 10 in the East. Bucks are getting hot though. The Bucks are only a game back of the Sixers for the one seed, so they gotta you know stockpile some games here. Uh, you know where it counts. I mean, you look at the Bucks next couple of games. They're also out west like the Sixers. Um. Bucks play the Suns, the Jazz, the Thunder, and then they come back home for a mini series against the Raptors. So there's some games there that the Bucks could end up losing. But you look at the Sixers' game, next couple of games um, coming up on the schedule. They're on this West Coast road trip for the next four games against the Kings, the Blazers, the Suns, and the Jazz. Uh, that goes all the way through to next Monday. Uh, so a lot of late starts. There's a 10 o'clock start. On Tuesday, there's a 10 o'clock start on Thursday against the Blazers in a rematch that hopefully the Sixers can get that one back. Then a Saturday 3 o'clock game, thank goodness. Uh, And then Monday night at 9 o'clock against the Jazz before they come back home to play the Rockets and the Bulls. And this is going to be a a real test because this is where the Sixers struggle, is on the road. They're 6-5. They're barely hovering above 500 on the road. Um, we know the road struggles from last year and just in general that this team has don't know what it is. And now we're in a, uh, under a whole new coaching staff where you would think the, the road struggles would subside with new leadership and everything, but I don't know what it is with this team on the road as opposed to home, but hopefully they can go out and win like three out of four on the road. That would be great. Um, we'll see how much Joel Embiid plays in these games. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up playing in all of them, because there is a day of rest in between each game. It's, you know, game day, off day, game day, off day, that type of schedule. So I think there's an opportunity for Joel to play in each of these games out West. Hopefully that's the case. Um, and he's feeling, you know, confident enough to do so, feeling healthy enough to do so. And we get, you know, more of this MVP run that Joel Embiid's on that we should all be appreciating right now. I know there's a lot of discourse and, and discussion about the things happening with our, our 
football team that, you know, I, I said I would not talk about until things are set in stone, done, big news, anything like that, because the toxicity and discourse is just too much to wrap my brain around with this, this fan base and this team right now, so... Let's appreciate an MVP run from an athlete in our city, a first-place team in the East, who are playing very well through 24 games of a shortened season. And we should be getting the second half of the schedule for this season soon. Um, I'd say probably within the next couple of weeks we should start to see that trickle out, which will be nice to kind of see how the Sixers will match up in the second half of the season trade deadline is approaching we'll see what they you know what Daryl and Elton Brand in the front office end up deciding to do if they just stick with what we got make a move look at the buyout market instead of trades to hold on to assets there's a lot of avenues this team can go with which is exciting that they could potentially you know add some more to this team and hopefully not lose a lot as well and uh we'll keep this thing trucking along 17 and 7 through 24 games and yes like the Sixers, we talked about this on Wednesday, where the Sixers were at this point last year, where they were 20-7 and seven or something like that at this point last year almost, through this amount of games, and it's it feels different. And it's because this team, I think, they gel so much better, they play more fluidly, it's not clunky, like, robotic basketball. Like, Joel Embiid's playing the best he ever has. Uh, when Ben Simmons is out there, performing it's known you've got shooters surrounding Embiid and Simmons now that create and help open this this the floor up the spacing is so much better and you've got guys contributing off the bench like Shake Milton like Tyrese Maxey um you know there's legit options off the bench rather than just a bunch of clunky big men behind Embiid and and coming in trying to play like Monstars basketball playing actual NBA basketball and I think that's the big difference and that's why this season feels a lot more fun than what we went through last year and being at about the same record and here's the thing with the Sixers too like I I think it's a very big positive that they've had off since you know Saturday's game ended so you get Sunday Monday don't have you know a tip off until 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern time against the Kings on Tuesday I think that's a nice little reprieve break rest for this team as they, they get set for this little four-game gauntlet out west. But I think that's going to do a lot of wonders for, you know, just the rest and, and recovery for this this team right now. Um, after playing so many games in a row or, you know, you know the back-to-backs and, you know, just looking at it since January 20th. Let's, let's go back that f- – yeah, January 20th is the first game they had since a, a longer break. So, uh you know, January 20th, 22nd, 23rd, 25th, 27th, 29th, 31st, 3rd, 4th, 6th. They've they've gone in a, a big way, like a, a, a big stretch of games played without too much rest. So I think getting the rest here is going to be fantastic for just the recovery and the health and, uh, you know, less fatigue now on their bodies. Sure, they're going to have to fly out to Sacramento and out west, but I think it's going to do a lot of help with uh, the recovery process. So we'll see what happens with the Sixers on this road trip. Um, 
And then uh, the Flyers, they, uh, they, they, they're back and forth. This team, they, uh, <laughs> they certainly know how to win games, and they certainly know how to lose them. Um, they, they go out and they lose both games to the Bruins. We're we're all in favor here starting a movement um, that the Flyers just until further notice cannot play the Bruins um, because the Bruins have their number right now for whatever reason and Flyers dropped out of first place because of it. They're playing horrendous defense. The Flyers have scored 46 goals this year, given up 41. The Flyers defense is probably the sole reason that they don't look like a true dominant contender right now. Um, they played the most games in the Eastern Conference, so or in the East Division, I should say. So that's, you know, something to take into account, but not by much. You know, a bunch of teams have played 11, Capitals have played 12, but losing those games to the Bruins was just maddening because it was, again, it was overtime in a game where you had a three, you had three goals, you came back, you were up 3-2, should have won that game, and you let David Posternak just absolutely punch you in the jugular. And then Friday, you play more of a defensive game, and you end up losing 2-1. But then you come out on Super Bowl Sunday against the Capitals, uh, and you put up a touchdown, win by a field goal 7-4, to and Sean Couturier's presence was certainly felt in this game. Comes back as a three-point game, two goals, one assist, 100% on his shooting percentage, only had two shots on goal. Um, Scott Lawton had a hat trick. Absolute menace. JVR continues his unbelievable start to the season. Another goal and assist, two-point game for JVR. Robert Hag had a snipe of a shot uh, for a goal for him. Um, don't think I'm forgetting anybody else here that scored. Yeah, so it was Hag, JVR. Uh, Scott Lawton and, and Coots. But 7-4 is 2-1 Capitals after the first. Flyers put up a th- you know three points. Three goals to two uh, to make it an even game going into uh, the third period. And then they pitch a shutout in the third period. They put up three goals and they, they get the job done against the Capitals on Super Bowl Sunday to kick that off. Fantastic offensive performance, a little bit shaky on defense, and like I said, the defense has been the issue, I think, all season with this team, why I think a lot of people get frustrated with the way they're playing. They don't have a true lockdown defenseman. Like, Provy is good, but he's not playing locked in great, I'd say, and then everybody else around him defensively is just not it. Like, Justin Braun is washed, Eric Gustafson stinks, <laughs> um... Gosses Bear, I I don't know what his deal is. Um, you know, it, the the defense is the big issue, and I'll be interested to see what Chuck Fletcher does at the NHL trade deadline, whenever that may be. I'm not exactly sure. I'll pull that up here actually because I'm interested to see when that is. Let's see. So April 12th. So we're still a bit of ways away from the 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 trade deadline going down. We still have a lot of time, like two months almost, a little over two months. But 
I feel like if the Flyers continue to play like they are, where they're dominating on offense, getting contributions from guys that they weren't probably expecting, like a JVR, um, Fletcher's got to do something about this defense. And we should be having some people returning to the podcast to talk some Flyers. little teaser there as we head into year four. Um, So very excited about that. Stay tuned. But... I'm curious for the people that are heavily invested and know like the the numbers and and guys that could be available. I'll have to ask Dylan too if it's feasible for the Flyers to go out and get a, a defenseman at the deadline because I think that's one of the biggest needs. You can't let Carter Hart and Brian Elliott stand on their heads every single game and expect them to just be the you know the end all be all and and leave it up to them to stop everything. You need guys in front of them to say, hey, we're going to lock this down and we're going to get the job done. Otherwise, the Flyers aren't going to survive in the playoffs. Like, you can't go into the playoffs with Provy being, like, your one, like, I don't want to say he's bad because he's not. It's just there's nobody else there to help him. So it, it diminishes a bit of what he does in my eyes. I could be wrong there, but to me, that's what it looks like. It's like there's nobody else around Provy on defense, so he's got to overcompensate, and it takes away from what he does well. You need to get a lockdown, like, brick wall defenseman in here to go alongside Provy and, and help this team, you know, take a lot of pressure off of the goalies because the, the goal differential right now, like I said, them only being a plus-five goal differential in the season is preposterous because they've been scoring a lot if the most goals scored in the east division by two over the over the capitals but you know the capitals don't play that great of defense either they have a negative goal differential um it's you look at what the bruins do on defense and that was the that's been the difference in the four games for the flyers and and the bruins is the bruins have defenders that are stepping up. You know, it doesn't have to be everybody, but you need at least like two two guys to go out and and help Carter Hart and help Brian Elliott. Otherwise, you're you're not going to win games when it truly matters. Sure, you can put up points and you can score and and win in the regular season, but you need defense to help you win in the playoffs. And we we witnessed that last year when they played the Islanders. It was, you know, the Islanders were able to blitz on them that entire series, you know, there are games against Montreal where they were able to blitz on the Flyers. They need some sort of help defensively because Justin Braun is washed. Gustafson is not what they expected him to be. And Gossis Bear is a big old question mark, to say the least. They need to figure it out. You know, obviously having Couturier back was huge and like I said, his presence was 1,000% felt in that Capitals game from an offensive standpoint and from a defensive standpoint, but you you need guys on this team to step up defensively. Knack is a guy that I don't think should, should even continue to be on this team either. So there's a lot of guys that they need to – they either need to figure it out or they're, they they got to be gone. You know, TK has been a non-factor since his hat trick game. Um he, he needs to figure some things out, and that's my guy through and through. Like, TK is my guy. I've been He's been a KB guy since he was drafted, plus he wears my number, so that makes him even more of my guy. But he's got to figure a lot out. 
because they desperately need his offense. They need his scrappiness. And this team, they're they're playing so, like, I don't want to say soft because athletes aren't, you know, for the most part, are not soft. But they need some fight. They need some vigor in them. They need some tenacity because when, when Lindblom took that hit the other night against the Bruins and nobody did anything, that was despicable. And, you know... We've been saying it since the playoffs last year, and we were getting shredded for it. And yes, all time, he's sensational. I love him. He's a a legend, forever legend. But Claude Giroux, man, one goal this season in 13 games is not ideal for this offense. He's got 10 assists, so he's got 11 points, and he's a plus four on the season, but... You, you really want to see some more from your captain. Really, really want to see some more offensive production from Drew. Because I don't want to have to put him back on the milk carton like we did in the playoffs. And, you know, you need some fight. You need some spark from these guys. You need you, something. It's just like they're playing well, but somebody needs to wake them up a bit so they can play even better. Because the, the potential is there for this Flyers team to do a lot of damage. And I just don't think they're hitting their full potential. For whatever reason that may be, um, it, they got to figure something out, and I'm gonna be very interested to watch what Chuck Fletcher does as the trade deadline approaches over the next month or so. Um, that April 12th deadline—it's pretty late for the trade deadline, but I guess I get it since it's a shortened season, only like 50 some odd games. But you you need to get a, another defenseman in here and figure that out. ASAP, I know the cap situation's not great, but Flyers need to figure it out defensively. They need TK and Drew to get going offensively because you can't rely on JVR and Kevin Hayes full-blown to be your offense. And you can't rely on Joel Farabee and Scott Lawton hat tricks every single night. Like It just can't be the case. So hopefully the Flyers, you know, pick up the pace, keep bullying the Capitals. Um, they did have, as I'm recording this, Came out on Monday. Um, a couple of their games this week have been postponed against the the Devils due to COVID situations. So they'll play Tuesday, and then they won't play again until Sunday uh, in New York against the Rangers. Um, so a bit of a it might be good for them, to be honest with you. You know, not playing. Kind of like the Sixers, it's kind of a reset button in a sense, nice little bit of time off, so to go from Tuesday to Sunday, and then after Sunday, they don't play again until Thursday, Um, so a nice little bit of of rest in between here for the Flyers, which I think will be good for them. It's so weird though, They the, the Flyers' upcoming schedule, so they have the Capitals on Tuesday, then they're at the Rangers on Sunday night, and then they play Thursday home against the Rangers and then they go to Boston and then back home on the 24th of February against the Rangers so like three out of their next five games are against the Rangers but they're all not in one spot it's such a weird scheduling thing I don't get that at all that's so strange that is so and it happens again with the Sabres that's so weird. Huh. 
oh well that's what happens i guess that's hockey baby <laughs> um so yeah i mean there, there's games in there that are winnable for the flyers too and to have that kind of rest period as well i think will do wonders for them to uh to reset regroup and and get back on track and hopefully start you know blitzing teams the way that they were to start the season not that they're playing bad they i just think they need to figure some things out defensively and some time off could really help that so we'll see what the flyers do uh Tuesday night against the Capitals because that's their next uh, matchup and hopefully they sweep that that mini series. And circling back on uh, the Super Bowl a little bit, the halftime show with the weekend, I thought it was sensational. I, I saw a lot of people bagging on it and I feel like everybody bags on the Super Bowl halftime show now. Uh, it, they feel like it's the cool thing to do, whatever uh, whatever floats your boat. But I thought the weekend did a fantastic job and listening to you know just all the songs he performed like the weekend has some bangers and i know we're not a music pod but my goodness like the weekend since i've been listening to him for a while um you know i listened to the weekend in high school which was almost a decade ago i mean i started high school more than a decade ago the weekend has some absolute heaters some bangers and they're, they're new ones, they're old ones, and I thought he did a fantastic job from top to bottom. The the performance, the production value was through the roof. Um, yeah, like, I've been listening to The weekend since he started in 2010. Um, you know, he did House of Balloons stuff, he did Echoes of Silence, you know, he did uh, Trilogy and Kissland things, he did Beauty Behind the Madness, Starboy, and My Dear Melancholy, like... He went through his whole catalog, which I thought was dope. Awesome. Like, I had chills watching it because, you know, it's it's one of those things that since I've been listening to The weekend for as long as I have, you know, more than a decade now, like, it's something I grew up with. The weekend is, is certifiably an artist that I, from high school to now, have listened to, have enjoyed. I've seen him live. Does a fantastic job live. Um saw him live I'd say like six years ago at Made in America in Philly and um the weekend was fantastic so if you're hating on the weekend you're a bum take it or leave it he was he was awesome that was an awesome thing um an awesome performance and to to go through his whole catalog to play the way he did and then one of the funniest memes too of him you know searching through like he was lost in a maze made round shout out to the water boys for going absolutely viral on that as well but the weekend i thought was fantastic great halftime show and i think this is a halftime show i'll remember for a while and that's all you know this being a covid year aside and everything i thought that was one of the better halftime shows we've had in a long time and if we look at the halftime shows um say even over the past i don't know 10 years maybe let's see Uh, pulling it up here halftime show all performers so if we go and like you know I don't remember the Phil Collins one I barely remember Aerosmith and NSYNC I remember you 2 performed barely remember Shania Twain and No Doubt uh I remember obviously the <laughs> the Janet Jackson and 
uh, Justin Timberlake one, um, because that was one of the most iconic for <laughs> a number of reasons. Uh, I re- don't remember. I uh, kind of remember Paul McCartney because the Eagles were in that Super Bowl. The Rolling Stones, I remember because people were bashing it. Prince was good uh, with the rain and everything. Would have been cooler if it was in Minnesota, but I do remember that one. I remember Tom Petty. remember Bruce. Uh, I remember The Who because people bagged on that too. I thought they were pretty good. Um, I remember the Black Eyed Peas with Usher and Slash and everything. Uh, at the Cowboys Stadium, um, like the Madonna one was, there was way too many other people involved in 2012, like LMFAO was there, Cirque du Soleil, Nicki Minaj, like, I don't even remember that, and that was only, you know, that was in 2012, uh, I remember the Beyonce and Destiny's Child, uh, one, Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers was great, um, Katy Perry, Lenny Kravitz, Missy Elliott. I don't really remember too much about that one. Coldplay, I remember. They were dope. That was with Beyonce, Bruno Mars, uh, the whole nine yards with Mark Ronson and everything. Lady Gaga, I remember her just jumping off the, the roof. Uh, Justin Timberlake, obviously remember that because it was the Eagles, but I remember the game more. Uh, Maroon 5 was, was okay. I thought Travis Scott, like, didn't add much to that with him being there um because it was just like a sicko mode intro uh you know it was it was good it wasn't great uh Shakira and J-Lo with Bad Bunny J Balvin um it was good it was a big production um but the weekend I I thought ruled the weekend is definitely one of the more memorable ones of the last you know 20 years to say the least so I'll definitely remember that performance it was fantastic shout out to the week they used the 8k megalodon camera too um which was awesome uh so shout out to the weekend fantastic performance by abel and we'll wrap up this episode with just some fun trip down memory lane um just uh nostalgia feel good stuff you know sunday was nice of the nfl to throw us a uh a dope little shindig uh with the Super Bowl being on our podcast anniversary, um, three years doing this thing that started as kind of just like a, you know, what if with Dylan Mazzola through text message, you know, what if I was freelancing for NJ.com at the time and I was like, you know, what if we just did this in front of a camera and like just gave our own takes and like change the way that media is perceived in Philadelphia and the way that sports are covered and the way that things should be done. And we said, let's, let's put a team together. And that's where our core four came through is, you know, me, Dylan, Dom and, and Matt, obviously we said, let's do it. Um, the origin story of underground sports, Philadelphia is pretty wild. Uh, I told everybody, I was like, just meet at my house. I'll explain everything. It'll be easier and, and we'll get the ball rolling. And they bought in and, um, you know, we had big time. I played with the Killers drummer, Tyler Steinbrenn, is our producer, our first producer ever. Um, and we sat in front of a camera, recapped the Eagles Super Bowl win, and said, let's see what happens. And we got like 200 viewers on the video, which was wild. And I was like, hey, we, m- we might have something here. And we just kept it rolling. And 
Um, you know, look at us where we're at now. We've got a number of podcasts in our our network, bunch of, of fun franchises from you know our main show here at Underground Sports Philadelphia to the Outside the Box podcast, our flagship lacrosse show, um, the Get in the Hole podcast that we started during this year. Um, the Fourth and Goal boys came on board at. at sometime last year and we rebranded and and did a lot with them and gonna gonna revamp a ton with them as well heading into this off season we got streamer season that has popped off in more ways than one and uh we've got some other things coming too uh, a revival of sorts that if you watched our video you might have seen a teased logo stay tuned because that'll be on its way soon and uh the unplugged shot clock instagram show with richie post-game Sixers recaps that he took upon himself and has done a fantastic job with. Um, you know, I, I've watched this video so many times just because it's wild to see what we did during a COVID year. You know, we had, before COVID, Mike Scott at his event repping us, Cole Irvin repping us on his stream. The, the amount of things that we were able to do this year without really doing what we've done in the past, like going out to things, Will Parks when he was with the signed with the Eagles came on board with us uh, to you know come on the show. We re-signed JT Real Muto, Matisse Thibault's Vlad, the Fandemic Crew. The Flyers were the number one seed in the bubble. Covered more lacrosse remotely since they were in a bubble. We started blogging this year. So many, you know, the Sixers flipped over the coaching and front office staffs a ton. Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey are here. So, like, the things that we've been able to do, we've we've upgraded the production of our, our live shows. Um, our equipment's been, you know, revolutionized. I've been looking at equipment for the past couple of days. Just seeing what we've gone from to now is astounding just with how the quality is. Um, you know, and... There are moments like Oscar Lindblom coming back and beating cancer. We saw Alec Bohm finally come up to the big leagues. Coots finally won the Selkie. That's been Dylan's Twitter display name for years. Um, it is the Union won a championship in a sense. They were the Supporter Cup champions. Supporter Shield, I'm sorry. And we 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 accomplished a lot this year. And... Uh, I say it all the time, we're forever grateful, each and every person that works for this company, because, you know, we, we we don't make money, we don't pay ourselves to do this, we, we do it and grind what we do um, so that we can eventually turn this into our careers, like, this is what a lot of us want to do, we want to work on the internet with our friends and, and turn this into our lives full-time um, and it's, it's crazy to think that a, a simple text to a buddy has turned into this, this nice little operation that we've got going and has connected us with so many people that have become lifelong friends, have become incredible humans in our lives that support us, um, it's, it's pretty wild to think about, and moving into the fourth year of this thing, we've got a lot planned, and I'll, I'll say it time and time again, and uh, our, our OG supporter, John Bartrett, says it all the time, 
don't put us in a pandemic and you'll see what we'll be able to accomplish. There's a lot that we have on the table that we want to do and uh, have the ability to do once things are back to normal. And I truly can't wait for the day that things get back to normal because there's so much that we want to accomplish and have the ability to accomplish and will accomplish and there's a, there's a whole wide open internet for us to work on and, you know, it's pretty crazy to see how many other things have come and gone in the Philly podcasting and, and sports realm since we started. Um, so shout out to everybody on their grind, you know, and who haven't given up and, and to the people that, you know, aren't, aren't going anymore. You know, you, you left your mark in, I'm sure more ways than one, but to, to go the way we have is pretty impressive and wouldn't be able to do it without the, the squad we have here. So shout out to everybody from Matt to Dom, Dylan, Steve, Richie, Alex, Pitts and the boys at fourth and goal. Um, our whole crew, you know, it's, uh, it's been a wild year to say the least. And I I say it every year, but we're, we're not even scratching the surface. We're just getting started. So be a friend, tell a friend, let everybody know that underground sports Philadelphia is here to stay. We're not going anywhere. If you saw the video, shared it, liked it, supported it. We appreciate you immensely to everybody, you know, if you've ever listened to an episode, we appreciate you. So shout out to everybody. Here's to another fun, wild, insane, crazy, successful year at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And uh, let's let's take this thing to the moon. Let's let's fire up the rocket ships and build. You know, there's opportunities everywhere for us to grow and, and build and, and do wild, crazy things. So. You're going to see a lot of fun content coming because we're going to up our game even more heading into 2021 and then into that first month of 2022. So stay tuned for a lot of fun things to come and uh, make sure you guys check out our catalog of podcasts, the outside the box podcast. Sure. The NLL season is canceled, should have a PLL season. So me, Dom and Harrison will be covering all of that and having fun interviews on the show and it's a lot of fun doing that podcast, so check that out. Leave a five-star uh, rating or review on all of our shows. It really helps us grow. Uh, really helps a lot more eyes and ears to get on the podcast as well. So the more ratings and reviews that are five stars you leave, the better it does to help us accomplish our dream of turning this into our careers because that's our ultimate goal. Um, check out at OTBLaxPod, at StreamerSZN. Doing a whole bunch of WandaVision stuff right now. That show is one of the best shows on streaming platforms across the board. Check it out. It's Dylan, myself, and Harrison doing Marvel Mondays. Um, number of fun, awesome things that uh, have come out from, from streamer season since we announced that podcast a little over a year ago on Super Bowl Sunday and now in the swing of things doing it consistently so a lot of fun with that show the fourth and goal boys announcing a uh an award show stay tuned for all the details with that that's coming on friday february 12th on twitch.tv slash underground sports phi the golden ball awards presented by manscaped um check them out as well the get in the whole podcast should be coming back 
very soon, I've been told. So stay tuned for that as well. And, uh, of course, you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. So check us out on Twitter and Instagram at UndergroundPHI. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to all of our podcasts, but this one as well. Five stars only on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating or review. Let us know how you feel about the whole show. I want to know genuinely what your guys' thoughts are on LaShawn McCoy potentially being a Hall of Famer. How you're feeling about the Sixers, the Flyers, the Phillies, the Eagles. Um, What you thought about the Super Bowl halftime show. Leave it in the, the podcast reviews. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. And we know those standards are five stars. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. That's where Underground Sports Philadelphia is at. Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI so you can watch the show live. You can watch Steve stream like a madman. And uh, we'll be back Wednesday night live talking about, you know, the Sixers, the Flyers. If there is a potential uh, trade on the board for a certain Philadelphia Eagles quarterback and everything in between, we'll be talking about it right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Big thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Thank you guys for sticking with us through a crazy year but yet another year with a majority of these sponsors on board with us if not all um absolute best local sponsors in the business and if you guys know anybody that wants to advertise we are more than willing and more than open to advertise with a number of companies so be a friend tell a friend about that if they have an an operation that wants advertising we are open for business and shout out to our other sponsors our promo code sponsors Tomahawk Shades, Manscaped, and Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Promo code USP on all three websites. Tomahawk Shades gets you 25% off your order. Manscaped.com gets you 20% off free shipping and a thank you from your balls. And Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, statesidevodka.com gets you 10% off the one liter vodka bottles. Must be 21 or older to order. Please drink responsibly. Thank you guys for all the support over this last year and from the jump whenever you found us. So we can't thank you enough. Here's to year four. Let's take this thing to the moon, like I said. And uh, we're building from the underground up. Thank you guys for all the support. means the world to everybody, especially me. And uh, couldn't we wouldn't be able to do it without you. So this has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 303. I'm KB. We are signing off. Peace.